listening to the Fish on Ted podcast with your host, Ted Johnson. Well, hello, this is Ted Johnson with the Fish on Ted podcast. And I want to thank everybody for listening today. We're recording this particular interview in the middle of October, October 15th, to be exact, 2019. The seasons are changing uh, for people, and and we're uh, fishing for uh, different fish, and uh, we're fishing for fish in different ways this time of year, all across the nation and throughout the globe. And so uh, we just appreciate everybody tuning in today. We've got a really special guest with us, and... uh, Sean and I go back um, a number of years, and we've worked together on different things uh, and projects for Sean. And um, I thought, uh, gosh, what a great opportunity to uh, talk with somebody that I think really has uh, um, uh, really put together a, a, a great business. And they've been serving, and Sean's been serving the uh, uh, Chesapeake Bay area in Washington, D.C. and Baltimore, gosh, for I don't know how many years now, but uh, if um, if Sean, if you're on the line, why don't we get started? Sean, you there? Yes, I'm here. How you doing? I'm good. How are you, man? I'm fine. I'm ter- terrific. How's fishing been lately? Uh, our fishing's been pretty good. Um, we've been pretty busy all summer, all season long. Uh, weather's cooling off and things are starting to change. Some better fish are starting to move around. For uh-huh. Oh, that's awesome. Now you fish into what, December or something like that? Yeah, we usually go all the way till the end of December. And then uh, then you call it quits for a few months. Yes, we do. We, uh, we'll lay the boat up for two or three months and then we'll start back fishing sometime in April or beginning of May. Uh-huh. Well, that, uh, that gives you a little bit of a chance to relax and, and uh, get caught up on things, I would imagine. Always, always jobs to do on the boat. Always got to keep, keep, keep your tools good. <laughs> so, so true. So true. Well, well, Sean, I, I'm just curious, how in the world did you get started fishing? Uh, were you a kid and, and uh, had somebody that would take you out or how did all of this um, start transpiring in your life? Uh, where I grew up at, we were a couple of blocks away from the, from the uh, Chesapeake Bay, and we, we as kids, we used to just fish off the rock jetties and at the harbor. And then, as we got older, my father got a boat, and we did some did a lot of fishing with him. And uh-huh. lived lived close to a charter dock, and had the opportunity to start working on boats when I was in my uh, late teens, early twenties. Oh, okay. Wow. Well, it, it, it sounds like you've been at this uh, for a while now. Yeah, I'm 50 years old now, so it's been a while. It's been a while. Good. Well, good for you. Good for you. It, uh, um, you know, you, you, it sounds like uh, this passion started when you were pretty young and, and uh, um, just sort of uh, transpired into what you're doing now. So I'm, I'm just curious, how old were you when you uh, turned this into a business? Uh, probably, I've had to think back now, probably my own business, probably 30, 
late twenties, thirty years old, somewhere around there. I've had yeah. two 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 different charter boats, so yeah, it's probably been that long, yes. Wow. So what uh what did you start out with in regards to uh to your first boat then? Uh here on the bay we we use what they call Chesapeake Bay Dead Rise boots and uh the first one I had was a forty footer mm-hmm. and uh I ran that for seven or eight years and then I wanted to wanted something a little bigger so I could carry more passengers of course. And uh-huh. um stepped up to a forty six footer that I bought just a haul of and uh finished the boat out myself. Wow, no kidding. How long did it take you to finish the boat out? Well, it's like a house. They're never finished. There's always projects to do. <laughs> but to so, get it to get it in uh, working order, about six months. Really, boy, that seems like uh, that. That's a fast pace. If you just started with the hull, a lot of hours. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. No kidding. I'll be darned. Well, and 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 you uh, you were involved in the trades at one time, and you're you're a pretty handy guy, aren't you? Yeah, I'm in a mechanical pipe fitting trade, so mechanical work and basic electricity and knowledge of hand tools and working with my hands come pretty easy to me. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you still enjoy that? Working in the trades? Uh, well, you're working on the boat and that sort of thing. Uh, yeah, I, I would, <laughs> you know, I would say, yes, I still enjoy it. But, you know, as you get older, you don't want to do, don't want to have to do all that. That's so true. That's so true. My, I, can't get, I can't get around on it as good as I used to 20 years ago. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say is that my body doesn't bend and uh, contort like it used to. And some of the things that, that you used to be able to do pretty easily, I can't do anymore, you know? Right. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to take on adventure of building another boat. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Well, you know, the, the, the never enough is an amazing craft and I've seen pictures of it and, and you've given me detailed descriptions of, about it and that sort of thing. Uh, tell us a little, a little bit more about the amenities that you have on the never enough. Um, it's, it's a, in comparison to most of the boats on the bay, it's a, it's a pretty, a, a very big boat. Uh, it's got a, a large enclosed cabin that can seat about 10 people at a time. I got a generator with heat, air conditioning, a microwave. Uh, the bathroom is very big and clean. It's not it's not small like a lot of them. And uh, mm-hmm. just a comfortable riding boat, too, no matter if it's rough or cold or hot or whatever. Right. Well, in some of the photos that you sent me on it, I mean, it, it looks like uh, you can bring in fairly large parties and, and uh, a lot of people bring in... Uh, 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 hot dishes and, and have it catered and that sort of thing. So they make uh, going out with you kind of an event, don't they? Yeah, they do. Most of my business, most of my business is companies and corporate people that are either entertaining clients or employees or potential customers. So they have food catered on and, and uh, <clears throat> there's two two big tables in there, two dinette tables for them to have to sit down and eat and entertain uh-huh. and oh that's cool uh, yeah how many people can you comfortably uh take on the boat at any one time john i tell the customers that 
like 12 to 15 is a good comfort level. But I mean, we, we, we have a lot more parties that are up to 20 people. The wow. Boat, the, boat, the boat is legally certified by the Coast Guard for 44 people, but I guess it'd be a little crowded if you're trying to fish. If we were just doing cruises or something like that, it'd be no no problem whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But fishing 44 people is way too many. Yeah, no kidding. What what do you what? How many do you comfortably fish then? 12 to 15 is what I tell people for fishing. Yeah, but I do case with large groups of people. I mean, just just yesterday I had a group of fifty people, and I had their you know uh, schedule four different boats at one time. Holy mackerel, that's a huge group, man. So we, have, I mean, I have access to other boats too. Yeah. Now on something like that, are they looking for a, a sightseeing trip, or are they uh, are they looking to fish? No, it was a fishing trip. Really? No. <clears throat> Wow, so yep. you had four boats and 50 people that you coordinated. Yep. That's incredible. That, that That's a lot of work, man. Yeah, it is. <laughs> the, the logistics is a pain in the butt. Oh, I'll bet. I'll bet. Now, now by being a, um, by focusing in on corporate groups and that sort of thing, I'd assume that you're a, a private charter and not a walk-on. Is that right? Yeah, we're, we're private charters. We don't do the, the walk-on headboat type fishing. Yeah, private charters. Aren't. I don't. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. So you have uh, you have a set rate just based or, or, or based on uh, renting out the boat and, uh, based on how many people and that sort of thing every every uh, every trip. Do you take uh, do you take people out for half days, full days, or combination, or what? We have. Uh, Two, two trips. We have what we call a half-day trip and a full-day trip. Our half-day trips are usually five to six hours. Our full-day trips are usually seven to eight hours. And our rates are based on a minimum of six people. Mm-hmm. And then there's then, then there's an additional cost for each person after six. And there's also a first mate in the boat, and they work for tips. Ah, okay. Okay, well, that makes sense. So uh, fishing the Chesapeake Bay, I would imagine – most of your fishing is done for strivers. That's our prime primary fish in the Chesapeake Bay, yes, but we do get other stuff in the summertime. We have bottom fish, uh, spot perch, croakers at time. We get some Spanish mackerel. This year was an unbelievable year for Spanish mackerel. Uh, really? We get some red, um, some black drum. This year we caught a lot of cobia. That, that's an unusual species for us to catch. Uh-huh. Well, you're you're the second person that I've spoken with recently uh, that that fishes Chesapeake Bay, and they were saying that the cobia has has been in there. That uh, I mean, usually that's an offshore fish, isn't it? Uh, they primarily live in the ocean, yes, but they do come. They they used to they always come in the bay, but they were always be in the lower bay. We're in the upper bay, pretty much to say. Right. They they come in there in uh, like the summertime to spawn and stuff like that, but things have been changing over the last few years and we've been seeing a lot of species moving up farther into bay. No kidding. No kidding. I'll be darned. Now, in regards to those types of fish, are those ones that you keep or catch and release or, or how does that work? You can, you can keep them. There is a legal, legal limit size form. They have to be 40 inches to keep the cobia and, uh, people do. I mean, you're not allowed 
I think you're allowed three per boat. Mm-hmm. But um, <clears throat> can't really say it's a target species yet because it hasn't been proven enough to say, yeah, we're going to get them every year, but it would be nice. <laughs> right. And then you said the the Spanish mackerel have been coming up further into the bay, huh? Well, they they usually always show up every summer, but for the last four or five years, it hasn't been what you call a banner Spanish mackerel year, but th- this year was really, really good. Mm-hmm. I'll be darned. Now, that's, now, that's, all, that's all determined by weather, too. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Whether they show up or not is dependent on weather dependent. The right. selenium, the water, and stuff like that. I'll be darned. I'll be darned. And, you know, I've never caught a Spanish mackerel. My understanding is they, they, uh, they, they hit like a freight train. They do. I mean, the most technique, the most time that we catch them is with a trolling rod, but uh-huh. some, and uh, they do hit pretty hard, and you got to troll really fast for them. And then uh, if you can catch them on spinning rods, which we do once in a while, is a really really fun too, you know. Oh man, I'll bet, I'll bet. How, how big do they get in your water, Sean? I would say. A big one would be like 30, 32, 33 inches. Okay. Okay. That's, that's a decent sized fish. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be darned. And, and then of course we started talking about stripers and, and, uh, we got off subject just a little bit. The stripers is really your mainstay. It? it is. Yes. Now, now um, I, read, I, I read somewhere <laughs> that Chesapeake Bay is like one of the largest estuary areas in the world uh, for in uh, the highest concentration of uh, of stripers. Isn't that right? Well, they say that 90, 90% of the stripers on the East Coast are born and bred in the Chesapeake Bay, yes. No kidding. That high? Yeah. Wow. So you've got, I would, I would venture to say, millions upon millions of stripers in that bay. Well, yes, at times, yes, but there's been ups and downs, and there's been moratorium on them and everything. So mm-hmm. they, they, the state, you know, is really trying to do a better job at managing the, the species and the creel limits and stuff like that. Uh-huh. They're not is only, it, you know, they're fished commercially and recreationally. So right, they, they, they got a pretty they got a pretty big bounty on their head. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, are are they pretty effective uh, with uh, limiting the the size and numbers of stripers when this happens? Um, some say yes, and some say no. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got some, you got some groups that are always going to say there's not enough, and you got some groups that will say there's more than enough. You know? Right. So, you know, it's kind of kind of hard to give you an answer on that question. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll be darned. So in, in, in regards to uh, stripers and that sort of thing, um, how, how do you fish for them? You, you fish differently uh, in the different seasons during the year, or, or do you have a go-to uh, um, way of fishing for stripers? It's usually it's usually uh, three, three, three methods that we use. It's either trolling for them, and that, that all, that's usually in the springtime when the big ones are around. Uh-huh. And then 
as the water warms up and we get we can catch bait fish that we use to for live lining uh, oh. which means we catch the, catch the bait fish and then put them in a live well and then use them on spinning rods as live bait you know what i mean mm-hmm. or or you can uh chum for them where you grind up chum and use ground up fish and use pieces of bait on a on a spinning rod yeah and then there's and there's there's always the light tackle jigging too where you can use jigs but it's hard for us to do that with fishing parties on the boat yeah that could that could get real messy real quick couldn't it yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'll be nice but what's your favorite way to fish uh i, I like live lining uh-huh it seems it seems to me that anytime that you can actually put the fishing rod in the in the person's in the fishing party's hands and let them catch their own fish that they're they're more happy with that mm-hmm. versus just waiting for something to go off and and then rotating through the poles right exactly yeah yeah i yeah i would i would imagine that that is the most preferable way to uh, to fish what what are the limits right now in in chesapeake bay for stripers um each angler is allowed two two fish, two rockfish or striped bass, as you're calling them, uh-huh. per person. They have, they have to be uh, 19 inches to keep, and only one of your fish can be over 28 inches. Oh, okay, okay. So you could you can keep two over 19, but only one over 28. Right. Right. Oh, okay. Well, that that um, that gives people quite a bit of fish to take home, doesn't it? It does, and, and uh, <clears throat> usually, you know, if we get that done on a fishing trip, we'll go catch other stuff, too, you know what I mean? If we can, if the, if the time frame allows us to. Yeah. But what else do you fish for, John? Uh, like I say, depending on what's going on, we might, we might go trolling for bluefish or trolling for mackerel or bottom fishing for spot or per, white perch or uh-huh. a red drum or black drum or whatever seems to be going on at that, at that time of year, you know I mean? Like I say, weather, weather and stuff like that dictates what's around at what time of the year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you get quite a few reds that come into Chesapeake Bay? There is a lot of red reds in the Chesapeake Bay, whether they, they're, you know, they concentrate in certain areas at certain times and, and, whether they come up where we're at, you know, it's there again, it's like the cobia. It can't be a targeted species. You can't go out and say, I'm going to catch redfish every day. You know what I mean? I wish, I wish we could, but we, we right. can't. You know, it's like you're, you're fishing for another species and you happen to run up upon a school of redfish and then you change over and catch redfish. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's, it's when the opportunity arises, huh? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a good friend in Oregon that does a lot of bass fishing and they uh, ended up fishing a, a tournament at one of the local lakes. And for whatever reason, one of the boats ran into some landlocked salmon and they pretty much shut the tournament down <laughs> and everybody went and, and fished for salmon. It was really funny. Uh, but it's one of those, you know, hey, when the opportunity knocks, you got to take advantage of it. We'll get people on the boat. And, and they'll say, uh, what, what are we going to catch today? And, and my answer to them is always, whatever bites the hook. 
Well, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, I mean, you, you really hit, a lot of times can't choose. So, so what's a big striper to, to, uh, to, uh, for you? I mean, in the waters that you fish and that sort of thing, um, what are some of the bigger stripers that you've run in? Uh, I mean, I've caught them up to over 50 pounds. I mean, when you get, when you get above 50 pounds, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a rarity. We yeah. catch a lot of fish, a lot of 25 to 40 pound fish at certain times of the year too. Mm -hmm. Gosh, even a 40 pound fish would be, uh, would be quite a tussle, wouldn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're, yeah. You're, you're playing that one pretty well. I'll, I'll be darned. I'll be darned. Well, that's cool. Well, uh, on, on your website, um, uh, neveronoughcharters.com, um, there's a lot of photos of groups coming in with just, I mean, just uh, fish everywhere, you know, with uh, you get 20, 25 people on a boat. That's what, up to 50 fish. That's a ton of fish that you can, you know, go out and catch every single day, it seems like. Yeah, the website has a lot of good pictures on it and, uh of course, like everybody else, we're active in, on Facebook and so, with the social media, and you can check us out there, too. Yeah, yeah. Now, now do you have any uh, um, uh, pro staff agreements? Do you use any particular gear in regards to, to I, fishing? Well, I don't have no – no, I'm not I'm not tied in with no, with no pro staff or anything like uh, that. I mean, I like, I like certain stuff, but I'm not tied in with nobody now. Got it, got it. I mean, gosh, you must have to carry – a tremendous amount of gear for some of those groups, huh? Well, I mean, I'm just saying this off the top of my head, rods, trolling rods and spinning rods and stuff like that on the boat, probably got $30,000 worth of rods and reels on the boat at all times. Wow, no kidding. How often do you have to, to change that equipment out, Sean? Uh, I mean, I, I, I take care of my stuff really good, so I can usually get, I mean, sometimes I'll get, 10 years out of stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I'm very particular about my equipment, my boat, my gear, everything. So it's, I take care of all of it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that also is in the first mate's hands too, isn't it? I mean, a lot of that uh, in uh, maintenance of the equipment and making sure it's being used right and that sort of thing. Yeah. But I mean, when we're, when we're fishing, I'm not, I'm not the, the kind of guy that just sits in the seat and drives a boat either. I'm, I'm, I like to be hands on too. Mm -hmm. So I'm back there, you know, helping with the, with the, what's going on on the back of the boat and explaining to people how stuff works and the whole nine yards. Yeah. Well, with, with running all the trips that you do, I'm, I'm sure uh, one trip sort of uh, melds into another, but uh, was, has there been a trip in 2019 that uh, really stands out in your mind? To be honest with you, Ted, not not off the top of my head, just just for the simple fact that I've been doing it so long that it's uh -huh. kind of kind of like you know they all like you just said they all run together. You know what I mean? Sure, sure. Well, no, that, well that makes that makes sense. Uh, do a lot of families book you out, Sean, for family adventures and that sort of thing? I get a, a handful of family family trips and I get a handful of family and friends trips and but you know back to the scenario of most of most of my business is 
is uh, corporate people or companies or because that's the way I built. That's what I built the boat for is people to entertain. Right, right. Well, and, and with a with a cabin as large as it is to hold that many people, I would imagine that uh, you've got some people uh, conducting meetings and and uh, um, uh, you know having little get-togethers about business and that sort of thing uh, uh, while they're on the boat with you too, huh? Yeah, a lot of these people are taking out customers or potential clients and stuff like that. So they're kind of like wine and dining them. You know what I mean? Uh huh. And you know, the best thing about the boat is that they're, they're a captured audience. They, they're not like on the golf course where they can get away from them. You know, <laughs> that, that is exactly right. That is exactly and right. I'm, you know, we have people on there that are, that are, you know, they'll bring their laptops with them and conduct work while they're, while they're there, you know? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that makes sense. If you've got a, if, if you've got a cat, you know, captive audience and, and, uh, you've got time with a client, it, uh, I would imagine uh, more than one deal has been made on your boat. Oh, I'm sure of that. Yeah. Yeah. A lot, a lot, of, a lot of people are calling this, this kind of stuff, uh, uh team building now, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Well, it, it, and, and that makes sense too. I mean, in, in, in a way it is, isn't it? I mean, it, it's something you don't do every single day. And if you can have those combined experiences with your team, then it just uh, solidify, you know, solidifies you more as a cohesive group. Well, and, and also for me too, this isn't, this isn't just about being a, being a, a fishing boat captain. This is about, business and, and and I'm in the sales business and, and sales is all about building relationships with people. So absolutely. So you, you got to look at it that way too. You know, every, every customer is another potential customer or they may tell somebody else, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, you bring up a really good point there that, that you are, you know, very, uh, very wise and, and, and intuitive by knowing that, you know, all 15 people on the boat could bring you, you know, other groups and other opportunities. I mean, uh, do, do you have, do, do you, what, what, what do you, hand, do you hand out things to people that uh, come on the boat uh, to leave with your business card or brochure, anything like that? Really just a business card. And, you know, I got a big logo on the back, back door of my boat. And a lot of people just take picture of that and keep it on their phone, you know? Oh, I mean, uh, I mean, this is the the new age, you know, the, the business card thing. Yes, but how many how many of them really keep them? You know, <laughs> that is that is exactly right. That is exactly my right. Thing is, my thing is, hey, you you always got your cell phone with, and you can say, oh, let me just pull it up right here. Mm hmm. Especially if there's a great big fish or a, a mess of fish involved, right? They're not going to take that out. Right. Their phone. right. Yeah. But you know. Going back to the scenario, a lot of people don't seem to understand that this isn't just about fishing. This is about entertainment and building relationships. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, yeah, you're 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 exactly right. So, I mean, when the fishing is a little bit slow, you as the um, as as the captain sort of become a very important. Uh, uh, part of the equation of, of keeping people happy. I mean, 
you know, you, you're telling stories and, and you're having fun with them and that sort of thing, but that's strategic. Yeah, me too. And, and, and also the, the guy, the first mate on the boat too, he's, he's a big part of that too. I mean, you got to have the right person on the back of the boat to entertain the people when you're trying to do your job of finding, finding fish or whatever you need to do. Right. So right. that, that job fall that job falls on them too. And it also benefits them to be that type of person too, as far as their gratuity. Well, good point. And, and you said that the, in, in most cases, uh, your first mate just works for tips. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Well, that's, that's smart because they have skin in that game, don't they? Well, yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's, to me, that's the, what makes them want to strive at doing better, making the people happy, you know, the more mm-hmm. happier they are, the more, the more potentially I could make. Yeah. So true. So true. So what, what do you look for in a first mate when you're hiring him, Sean? Well, first, first and foremost is, are you, are you a good, good people person? Uh-huh. If, if you're not, I, I, I don't even look at you really, to be honest with you. Right. Right. Secondly, do you know how to operate as far as fishing and that kind of thing, and and also taking care of my boat? You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I want mm-hmm. somebody I want there that, that that almost is going to hey treat it like it's theirs. You know, right? Well, well, that's <laughs> a, that, that's imperative. I mean, if something goes wrong, you know, uh, with with something on board, you know, you. You've got another trip in the in the works. Usually, the next day that would be in jeopardy if you don't. Right. Well, and you know, just like anybody that hires anybody, you want you want somebody that's going to be reliable too. Mm-hmm. So true. So true. I'll be done. How how long has your uh, first mate been with you? So uh, the one you're using now. Well, one I have now has only been with me a couple of years, but. Prior to that, I had a guy for almost 12 years. Wow, really? That's a, that, that's a long time, man. That's great. Yeah, and he he moved on along, and he's he's he got his captain's license, and he's running a boat too. I mean, and that's pretty much what usually happens with the mates. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just going to mention that. I'll I'll bet that he had uh, uh, gotten his captain's license and and uh, has taken you know the next step in his career too. Yep. Can't, oh, can't blame him for trying to better himself. <laughs> no, not at all. Not, not at all. And, and uh, you know, people think of, about it as, gosh, I'm growing my own competition. Well, yeah, in a way you are. But on the other hand, um, if you have a good relationship with that person, that could, you know, that could help you both. Well, the only thing I can hope is if, if when he does, when he did leave, that I can look back and say, hey, he, he's doing good. Thanks. Thanks to me. You know what I mean? That is exactly right. That That is exactly right. Well, I mean, you know, one of the things that I mention a lot is just the good work that you guys do as a, as a, as a group of uh, guides and, and charter captains in regards to creating memories for people. There's not a lot of professions out there that create, you know, the, the, the memories and the happiness, you know, and, and, and being a, a positive influence on people's lives, you know, and I don't know how many uh, times that I've brought this up, but, 
you know, somebody that's on their, on their deathbed is probably not thinking about all the business deals that they've done over their life. They're thinking about that 40 or 50 pound striper they caught with Captain Sean. And, uh, you know, those, those are the things that you do. And it's very admirable work um, in, in your profession to be able to, you know, uh, touch people's lives in such a, a positive way. Well, well, this, this is a, this is a luxury business. I mean, let's look at it that way. People don't have to go fishing. People want to go fishing. So creating memories, creating memories for them is, is for me is creating repeat business and word of mouth. You know what I mean? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yeah. Having that, that photograph on somebody's desk or on somebody's wall, you know, with the, their uh, their team or just them holding a great big fish you know i mean that uh, they get reminded of that every single day right not when yeah not only that is that if they got that picture hanging in their office and and potential customers walk in and say well man that's a really nice catch of fish well, who did you go out with can i get his number there you go there you go so, i would imagine that happens a lot I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. Well, good. So, so, Sean, you know, we've been talking a lot about fishing and that sort of thing. Um, and uh, I, I thought I'd also ask you, do you provide any other types of, you know, like uh, sightseeing or, or other types of uh, charters and cruises on Chesapeake? Yes, sir. You know, I mean, that is something to, to let the people know, too. Our boat is big. It's comfortable. It's air conditioning. It's heated. We do uh, lighthouse tours, dinner cruises, lunch cruises, uh, sightseeing tours, sunset tours. I've done bachelor parties, bachelorette parties. Uh, you know, what whatever pays the bills, keep the boat moving is what we do. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, very well, very good. So, in in regards to the sunset tour tours and that sort of thing, is that a night cruise that you take people on? It'd be more like an evening cruise, leave, you know, two or three hours before dark and go out and maybe go see a few lighthouses and watch, watch the sun come down as we're coming in. Oh, wow. Bring your camera. People, huh? get, a lot of, people get a lot of nice pictures and stuff like that. Yes. Oh, that's cool. I have, I, have, uh, I have, you know, some company sales guys that just want to take customers out for lunch, you know, go across right. the bay to a a restaurant, eat lunch or dinner or whatever. Oh, wow. Oh, that, uh, that, that would make an impact, wouldn't it? Yep. Oh, that's, that, well, that's cool. That's cool. So they meet you at uh, your dock and uh, you take them uh, across the bay and they have lunch, you wait for them and then you bring them back. Huh? Yep. Take them to your restaurant or their choice or whatever they want to do. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah, that some of these people... Some of these people have customers that that uh, don't want to fish, but they like being on the water. So mm -hmm. that's where that kind of stuff plays plays in good. Ah, very good. Gosh, you you you're very diverse, aren't you? Gotta be. <laughs> <laughs> so true. So and true. Another reason. Another reason I built the boat the way I did to be able to use it for any of that kind of stuff too. Oh, that's great, man. That is great. So I'm just curious, what what do you do in your in your spare time? What do you enjoy doing? Well, uh, I mean, everybody likes going on vacation. 
<laughs> That's true. That's true. Do you go on fishing vacations? I've done that too. <laughs> Have you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, cool. Well, now you um, you're in the um, uh, in the vicinity of what Washington D.C. and Baltimore and in that area is where you're at, Sean. Yeah, Washington D.C., Baltimore, Virginia. Uh-huh. We get customers. We get customers from as far as Pennsylvania and uh, Delaware. Oh, no kidding. So, and being wow. and being in this area close to the close to the nation's capital really helps us out a lot with I'll all the companies. Yeah. How how far of a drive uh, does somebody have, let's say from DC, to, to get to where you're at? Um, to where I'm at from DC is probably like 35 minutes. Oh, that's perfect. I mean, you've uh, you've got a, a built-in base of of uh, businesses and people. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, terrific. I will, so, I will say, you know, I mean, like I keep saying, I will say that our business isn't like a tourist town or a beach town where they're just getting tourists all the time. We we have to really try to try to build a clientele of repeat business. You know what I mean? And word of mouth. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously, you've done a good job of that. How how many trips do you run a year? Just curious, Sean. Uh, on the average, two hundred and twenty-five to two hundred and fifty. Wow, wow, that uh, uh, that's admirable, man. Good for you. And there's been there's been some years that it's been close to three hundred, but that's a, that's a lot of trips. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. That beats a guy up after a while. I'll be darned. And uh, well, uh, Sean, how do people get a hold of you if they're interested in talking with you more and and booking a trip? They can either uh, reach me by email through my website or contact me, uh, message me through Facebook or call me direct on my phone, my cell phone. And and what's that number, Sean? Uh, My cell phone number is 410-474-0306. And my email contact is on my website and my messenger ability on Facebook is right through the Facebook page. Awesome. Well, and, and you do a really good job of getting back at people at, uh, you know, back to people, uh, I must say. And, and, uh, so, uh, getting a hold of you is, is very easy, um, compared with, 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 uh, others in your industry. Um, so I must commend you at, uh, at keeping, you know, uh, keeping lines of communication, open for people try to do that in a timely manner as, as you know as fast as possible because if people are emailing you they're, they're emailing other people so they want response <laughs> that is exactly right that is exactly right well captain sean i just really appreciate uh, you spending a, a portion of your day with us i know it's sort of uh, right in the middle of one of your busy uh, busier times and so your time is very valuable, and we appreciate you spending it with us. And uh, we wish you the best uh, in 2020 coming up. Yeah, we're we're hoping that things will be just as good. And, Amen. Uh, appreciate appreciate the call and check us out at our website and look us up on our Facebook page and give me a shout and come on and go fishing. Sounds good.
Sounds good. Thank you, Sean. So, so Sean, you know,